Hello and welcome to the Cover 4 podcast. We're back. It's week three and we got the group all back together. It's your host, Riley Haltom. I'm with Griffin Hadley, Jack Foster, and Justin Clemmer. Big eventful week two and another oh, yeah. tragic Monday night football injury. It's two in a row. Way to, way to start the podcast. Hey, well, we, we get the... We get the that's, how the that's how the news get, does it. Let's say we get the bad stuff out the way. We got the fun stuff later. But yeah, sad Monday night football, thinking that there's a Monday night football curse now, because in the last four Monday night football games, there have been bad injuries. You had Kyler Murray's ACL dating back to last year. Um, Damar Hamlin, obviously, collapsing on the field. It's another one. You got um, Aaron Rodgers, Achilles injury, first game for the Jets, played like four snaps. Um, and then you had Nick Chubb, this most recent Monday night football. Ugly, ugly injury. They were all ugly, man. Ugly. I, Dude, I I get on Twitter, I get like jump scared by it because I was watching the New Orleans Carolina game. Oh, bless your heart! And I just get on Twitter and okay, <laughs> I, I get on Twitter and I see I I saw the video of the injury and it's just like it was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. As far as God. like a, a limb, an, a, like an a limb injury in football, it's just it's just tragic because it's not yeah. like Minka was doing anything out of the ordinary or wrong. It was just the wrong place at the wrong time. And that yeah. was where Chubb's knee was. And it's really sad, especially after the major injury to his knee um, at Georgia as well. And such yeah. a talented player. I know we'll get to it later, but really, really tough scene once again on Monday night. Yeah. You see tackles like that all the time. I mean, you're not going to try to tackle Nick Chubb high. He's going to put your face. In Absolutely. And yeah, it was just a routine play that went bad and it sucks. Cause he's one of the most genuine guys in the league. You don't hear anything bad come out of a uh, Nick Chubb. He's just, there's no controversy over there. Yeah, he's one of the best running backs in the league. I agree, Justin. Just the way he carries himself is really admirable. And it's, yeah, it's terrible. It's up there with Rodgers as far as how sad it is. And just the gruesome, just, yeah, 90 degrees that leg turn, man. Yeah. So bad. Five and point. I, no, go ahead. 5.3 career yards per carry. Insanely efficient. Yeah. Efficient and his whole career. Thankfully, I don't think Chubb's old enough to wear this is it. He's going to come back. He'll probably be hope. close to a shell of himself. Like, he won't be as explosive. At a reduced role. Because yeah. his knee's just completely shattered yeah. after that so mm -hmm. very sad and it really affects the browns negatively yeah yeah you'd see it i'd see it for the guy he's a uh, very talented he'd see it for the game um to lose a talent like that but it's uh time for move on to more positive notes some very exciting games going on last week we got our games of the week justin kick us off um i love the philly minnesota game i mean it was messy but it was fun i mean oh. there's if you have fantasy players in this game, you probably walked away very satisfied, especially if you had DeAndre Swift. I mean, that was a great story. Uh, gets traded from Detroit for about, I think, a seventh and a fourth, and then comes out. Philly's his hometown, 28 carries for 175. It was awesome. And then on the offensive side of the ball for the Vikings, uh, it was really nice to see Justin Jefferson continue to do his thing. Kirk Cousins looking like a beast in these first two weeks. He's like, uh, he has some of the best counting stats in the league at the moment. And uh, also Jordan Addison continues to progress. Uh, very exciting stuff going on in Minnesota's offense, but just on their offense. And then uh, Philly <laughs> continues to be as dominant as ever. I mean, that boy, Jalen Carter, and uh, um, who's the other D tackle they have, the, the big boy? Davis. Jordan, Davis. Jordan Davis. It's just a wrecking crew. And then, of course, they got guys like uh, um, Avery and um, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, those yeah. dudes too. They still got the old guys there, and they're bringing, mm -hmm. bringing along the young guys. It's it's crazy amount of talent on the Eagles side. It was, it was a really fun game. Yeah, scary to think about what they're going to be in the future. Yeah, in week one, I thought they were pretty disappointing against the Patriots. They had the defensive touchdown, which was kind of why they won. 
Week two, this was a good spot for the Eagles to show that they are the same Philadelphia Eagles from last year. There hasn't been any regression, and they still beat a pretty good Vikings team, I might add. Now, Vikings have a lot to work on defense, but you know their offense is just as explosive as anyone. So the Eagles, I thought, played a really good game. Outside of A.J. Brown complaining, everything was firing on all cylinders for him. Yeah, and give credit to the Eagles because it's very difficult to repeat a type of regular season like they did last year. Obviously they didn't win the Super Bowl. However, they went to a super hot start last year and that's hard to do in this league. So the fact that they got through the first two games and what was a little bit of a rocky week one, and we're kind of able to reestablish themselves. It kind of shows the composure of Nick Sirianni and the entire team, which is to be honest, a pretty young team with a very young quarterback. So impressive stuff from them. And like you said, Riley could be scary what this team might be capable of. And I said, Avery earlier, I was talking about Jannard Avery. He no longer plays for the, Eagles, unless you say uh Brandon Graham, okay. There you Just go. That up. Yeah. You're probably like Avery, who right? I meant Brandon Graham. All good. He's been in the All he's good. been there forever. I'm so weird thinking Trey Avery. Like that's the that's the first Avery that pops in my mind. And yeah, like, I didn't know who he's talking about. Yeah. Long story short, they got some dogs on the defense yeah. side. Literal dogs. Literal, literal on the dogs. Defense yeah. side of the ball. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy defense, pretty scary defense. And we'll talk about uh more about Philadelphia when we get to our dogs of the week. But uh, Griffin, your game of the week. Yeah, my game of the week happened down in Atlanta, and that was the Packers and the Falcons. And just, it was a fun game to watch because of the changing of leads and the way the Falcons came back because the Falcons are in the worst division in football in the NFC South. And if you're in the NFC South being the Falcons and most likely the Saints, you got to win games early and often. And that's what the Falcons are doing. But they did it in an exciting fashion. They were able to fight through this game and score a lot of late points and the Packers. They were been forced to punt in the fourth quarter. However, they jumped out to an early lead. So it was a very fun dynamic between the Falcons and the Packers, two young quarterbacks going at it who have really not proved themselves up to this point. And they yeah. both played pretty well. Jordan love through the air and Desmond Ritter on the ground. So yeah. it was very fun to watch that dynamic. It was a different way of attack on the offensive side of the football, which made for a great entertaining football game. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of exciting young talent on both of those teams. Got those Packers wide receivers and, of course, Jordan Love. You got Desmond Ritter, Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. I mean, like just a lot of young athletic talents uh, on, on both of those teams. So you 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 love to see a game like that. It was dogfight all the way through. And, uh, yeah, I, it, I really enjoyed it. I did watch a little bit of that. Do you guys like Arthur Smith football? Ground and pound, old school style? I love it. I, oh, it's yeah. fine. If you have Bijan Robinson, I love. He's it. also fired up. Like I, you it, watch Arthur Smith, and he's mm-hmm. so fired up, and it's so fun to watch him kind of rally his teams because the guy, like Bijan, is playing for his guy, and his offensive line is playing for his guy, and you can tell, and that like that energy is contagious for the fans and for the team. It's just exciting to watch them play and fight for one another. A lot of teams lack identity sometimes, and it really yeah, hurts yeah, them yeah, to yeah. Yep. get their footing early on in the season. The Falcons know their identity and. They're just going to roll with it. I mean, the way this, I mean, the Arthur Smith offense was the reason they won this game because they weren't going to out, you know, offense Green Bay, if you will, through the air. That's never happening with Desmond Ritter, but they ran 77 plays to Green Bay's 46. It's very easy. It's very easy to win a football game when you're dominating time of possession like that and running 31 more plays. I mean, they ran the ball, what, 40 times and Desmond Ritter threw the ball 32. So that's a, it's balanced in this sense because they ran so many plays, but they're still, hammering you with the running game and Bijan and Algier as good of a duo as any. And we're just getting the first glimpse of Bijan. I feel like he hasn't been completely unleashed yet. And, and I'll add the 2-0 start is huge for Atlanta considering, you know, 
Green Bay's tough. Yes. The Saints, we'll get to them later, but they don't look that good. And they're 2-0. and no, and Not the, by any means. The Buccaneers, same thing. I think they're pretenders. So the Falcons, I think right now, are in the driving seat in the South. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Arthur Smith and a ground-and-pound offense, we'll go to my game of the week next. We got Tennessee and the Chargers, obviously Tennessee being where Arthur Smith came from to, to get that head coaching job. Uh, so, yeah, Tennessee and the Chargers, absolute thriller all the way through. Very back and forth. Um, never really felt like one team ever had uh, just their foot on the gas over the other um, at any point in that game. Uh, went to overtime, so more football. We always love to see it. Uh, and, and Titans defense, absolutely just swarming. Um, Justin Herbert, not him not able to do anything in that overtime period. Kicks the ball back to the Titans. Titans go down, get a field goal. Best this offense has looked in a while, probably, um, for the Titans. So you'll have to see it. Nick Folk, uh, I think AFC player of the week, and probably the MVP of the Titans this so far this season. He, he's made seven? Uh, five in the first game and five, two this game. Yep. Seven um, field goals so far. I love seeing Ryan Tannehill finally, uh, you know, look like regular season Tannehill. Of old. You know, he has the weapons, you know, no excuses. Like we said last week, we were down 11, nothing this game in the second quarter and we got the ball and you were thinking, man, if he takes another sack, if we punt right here, man, not just this game is over, but this season is looking dire. <laughs> he, he responds with that 70 yard bomb to Trey Bob and uh, Trey Bob. that's his nickname. Um, that's funny. And yeah, it was just like, and then you see him fired up because Tannehill's a dude. When he makes a big play, you'll you'll see the emotion, and then the whole team carries that. And I, I love how specifically the defense played on third down. I think uh, it was they were two of fourteen on third down. The um, the Chargers were, and just you know, in clutch moments, our secondary stepped up. Uh, you mentioned Trey Avery earlier <laughs> um, for because uh, I mentioned the wrong Eagles player. He he did terrible. He was targeted yeah. all, the top, all over the field yeah, for the Titans, right. but. Um, Sean Murphy Bunning, our new signing, and Roger McCurry, second-year guy, they stepped up in a big way, and their PFF grades are great. You know, talking about Tannehill, that big pass down the field surprised me. To Chris like, Moore? That was the one you are talking about? Yeah, there's two. There's yeah, Chris Traylon Moore. And- I was talking about the one of Burks, but, yeah. like, th- yeah. it just surprised me because he looked kind of old week one. And to, like, reinvent his game or almost just refine himself was a pretty big step. Yeah. For Tannehill. And so just that's a good kick in the right direction for this Titans offense because we know Mike Vrabel hates to lose. It just depended on if Tannehill was going to be the field general that he can be. I feel like a lot of the narratives we pushed in last week's pod were correct going into week two, but one that wasn't was Tannehill. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a liability for the Titans this season. I mean, I know it's one game really bad, one game really good, but this is the Ryan Tannehill we're used to seeing, and it's encouraging to see that he can still put it together a performance like this. another offensive development we need to keep an eye on is Ty J Spears. He's probably the best uh, second fiddle we've had to Derrick Henry um, in his whole career. Oh, and, uh, he had six yards per carry eight for 49. Um, Yeah. That's something to uh, keep an eye on because Derrick Henry's aging. Yeah. Another thing we mentioned last week was Ty J getting so many snaps over Derrick Henry hmm. in that loss to the four end or to the saints. And, that was certainly remedied this time. Derrick Henry getting 25 carries to Dottie Spears, eight. And uh, Derrick Henry able to punch one in. Ryan Tannehill uh, ran one in as well. Tana wheels. Tana wheels. See ya. Yep. You love to see it. Um, and and uh, another case of a team winning in time possession. Titans, 37 minutes. Chargers, 28. So, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the style of football. Mike Vrabel likes to play. Um, mm-hmm. Just out, get out there, 
um, and dominate the line of scrimmage. They didn't do that Special against teams. the Saints. They lost. Yeah, They do it against the Chargers. They win. Either way, the Titans are going to play a close game. Um, it's just little things that come down to it that uh, decide these games for the Titans. And um, they're able to come out on top for this one. Last thing I'll add here is Titans rush defense may be the best in football. And it's been Maybe. really good for a while. But this year, man, they have just been amazing and it's been against backup running back so maybe a little mickey mouse but josh kelly's fine and you know the chargers always have a good running scheme right, right. so he hey, had nowhere to jamal go jamal williams is no joke week I, one against the saints i mean i wouldn't say no joke he's not some stud he's been i mean the two yards per carry he hasn't been that great either so yeah he's not a ypc guy he's just a punch you and punch in the end zone got it kind of guy That's but true. uh yeah titans rush defense very very good and they get another backup running back in week three how nice for them yeah, yeah. Didn't have so. to face Austin Eckler. Didn't have to face Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, or Nick Chubb in your first three. <laughs> That'll make a difference. I think yeah. don't Chubb they play the Col- better watch out. I would say don't they or who do they play week three or four? Uh Bengals. They play the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Okay. They, Arrow might be out. <laughs> and, yeah, and, true. and then I know uh they play Jonathan Taylor, the Jonathan Taylor list Colts week five. Most likely. Don't Most sleep likely. on Zach Moss. He may he may be back. <laughs> Zach Moss did look good. We'll I'll give Zach Moss that. But we got to get to our last game yeah. of the week. Jack, tell us about. What game? Yeah, what a game. Commanders Broncos, man. Uh, Commanders come back after trailing 21 to three early in the second quarter. They come back to only trail by three at half and then take the lead in the second half and barely hold on to it as Russell Wilson threw a Hail Mary, a very improbable Hail Mary, was tipped around all which way, landed in the hands of, I forget his first name, but number 89, Johnson, new, new guy who's up and coming for Denver for the touchdown, but then they can't get the two-point conversion. How just anticlimactic is that like that Hail Mary was so awesome, right? Just the way it happened and how long it was. My goodness, what a throw from Russ downfield, but then to not get the two point, it just zaps all <laughs> know, the right. energy oh, away man. from that ending. But still, this was a great game and the commanders, man, two and oh, and Sam Howell got to love what he's doing so far, yeah, spreading the good. ball around can get it done with his legs as well. Didn't see it as much in this game, but man, 27 of 39 for just under 300 yards and two tutties. Everybody in this Washington offense is getting a piece, whether it's Terry McLaurin, the tight ends, of course, Deami Brown and Jahan Dotson, what have you. And then Brian Robinson. Oh yeah. What a start to the season he's having. My goodness. So this commander's team, maybe uh, everybody slept on them a little bit. Eric B has got these boys rolling on offense. Yeah, no surprise that the enemy is making a difference. However, I'm very excited to see how it goes week three because the commanders have gotten the Arizona Cardinals. We all know where they're at and the Denver Broncos this week, the Buffalo Bills. So right. it's going to be a little bit different. Well, I'll talk about that a little later and what I'm looking for in week three. But um, all, all things aside, I think this commanders team has to be happy being two and oh, because when you think about the commanders, you think about a team that goes seven and nine, eight and eight team. That's in that eight to 10 range, just misses the playoffs and never gets that top tier draft pick. Right. So maybe Sam, Howell, he's, he's the guy for them. He's, he's looked better than a quarterback that Washington has in quite some time. So that's exciting for commanders fans. Yeah. Making high level throws. Very, very absolutely career. Yeah. Super impressed with Sam Howell to this point. And uh, speaking of somebody with great performance, we're going to go to our dogs of the week. Who wants to kick it off? Uh, I can start. Okay. I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez, the 17th overall pick from this year's draft. How about this for your first two weeks as a, a, a NFL cornerback? You get A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith week one, and then you get Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, that's as bad as it gets, but he's held his own. Last week, he held uh, Tyreek Hill to just two catches and 21 yards um, and had a pick uh, against the uh, 
what we said, the best offense in the NFL and uh, kind of held them to just 24 points in that game. So very great start for him. Um, his defensive rookie of the year chances um, are just getting better at this point. Yeah, yeah talk about it. Dog. I was just going to say, talk about a guy who's had to had to face the challenges oh, of the yeah. NFL. Welcome well, to the league, yeah, bro. Rook. <laughs> Especially when you're going against Juju Smith-Schuster in practice. <laughs> Great point. Hey. You played Juju in practice all summer, and then week one, you're going up against the Batman and Devontae Smith. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, I, lo- I love the defensive dogs. I'll go next. And mine are, they lost this week, and so... You know, take that for what you will. But two guys that we weren't talking about at all before no. the season. At no. Literally nothing. No. Zero. Fifth round rookie wide receiver from BYU, Puka Nakua, and his teammate, Kyron Williams, second year running back from Notre Dame. Man, these guys have become really nice pieces for this Rams offense. That is surprising people through two weeks of the season. Puka Nakua. If you watch this game, you definitely know this by now. But he has set the record for most catches in the first two weeks in NFL history. Uh, 10 catches in week one, 15 catches the last week. That's 25. And his targets are just um, crazy numbers. Cooper Cup numbers, but on steroids a little bit. Stafford so, has found Stafford his new guy. Peppering him. Puka Nakua is the Cooper Cup until Cooper Cup comes back. And he's doing a really good job of getting open. Has some of the best uh, percentages as far as ha- separation in the league. And then for Kyron Williams, the Rams obviously are totally out on Cam Akers. Griffin, do you want to break that news that you just showed? Me? Yeah, so Cam Akers... Going to the Minnesota Vikings, so that's new. That is, um, new. they're going to swap twenty twenty six draft picks. Not surprised that there's not a whole lot going on in that draft package. However, it supplements your dog. It shows how good Kyron Williams has been. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We'll get to the Vikings angle in a sec, but yes, no more Cam Akers. This is Kyron Williams' backfield. He has no competition. And man, if you're scoring two touchdowns against the Niners and getting about eighty total yards, that's really encouraging, man. Because that Niners defense is no joke. So I think Kyron Williams, very solid back. From what he's shown, and of course, Puka Nakua, dog. I would say for the Puka Nakua thing, do we think that's more of a Sean McVay scheme thing, or do we think yeah. that's a Puka Nakua thing? It because... is. It is. But he's. It is. It's the thing about the Sean McVay offense and why he picks certain players. I think is because mm-hmm. it's hard to understand. That's why I didn't yeah. like Jared Goff. He liked Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford gets it more right. Mm-hmm. And Cooper Cup, you've seen him break down plays sometimes oh, dude, in most game interviews. Dude, genius. So I think Puka Nakua coming from BYU is probably a pretty smart guy. So he's able to pick up the Sean McVay offense and kudos to him for having this hot stuff. Yeah, it takes a, a lot of deep dive to really understand like what sets Puka apart. But I'll tell you this, Stafford's been balling. He's given uh, Puka Nakua the most catchable targets in the league, which is an important stat if you uh, are like teams with bad quarterback play. Um, 30 catchable targets, the n- number one in the NFL. The second most is Justin Jefferson at 21. So yeah, the scheme is fits him perfectly. And he, yeah, and he's just been playing perfect for his role. I want to knock the talent though. Like obviously the scheme is seems to be perfect for high IQ football guys, Stafford, Cooper cup. And it looks like Puka Nakua, but he's also running some pretty elite routes. Like he's put himself in position to make these catches, get in the open field, like watching the game against the Niners who are an elite defense. He was putting himself in the right spot. And Matthew Stafford was putting it on the, on the money every single time. So this is an impressive start from the rookie from BYU. Okay. I'll go. My dog of the week is Anthony Richardson before he got hurt. <laughs> that dude was cooking two touchdown <laughs> runs of 15 or more yards split in the Texans defense. Pretty incredible, but obviously got hurt. Wasn't able to finish the game, but my, my dog of the week flipped to the defensive side of the ball. Micah Parsons has been absolutely balling for the Dallas Cowboys. He is one of the biggest reasons why they are 
a top three, top five team in the NFL at this moment because of that Dallas defense, seven pressures, two sacks against the jets. Unbelievable for a guy who doesn't even rush a quarterback every play. I mean, this dude is defense changing, might be one of the most explosive, the most athletic defenders in the entire NFL Mm -hmm. total dog. And he is a dog every single week. Yeah, no question. He he's, we, we talked about it preseason defensive player of the year potential. Uh, certainly earns that title. He's doing it week in, week out. Feasting. Absolute dog. Last dog of the week, also from that same division, right? Yeah. I don't know. I got to look now. Yeah. 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 Devontae Smith. Yeah, come on, Riley. Yeah. Okay. It's, like I was, it's together. Uh, my fault. My fault. Devontae Smith. Um, I'm, going, I'm picking him for my dog of the week. We talked a little bit about uh, A.J. Brown not being happy with his targets. He got the same amount of targets as my dog of the week, actually. Um, you wouldn't expect that if you look at the numbers because uh, they both had four targets, but Devontae Smith or Devontae Smith comes away with 131 yards on those four targets or four receptions and a touchdown. AJ Brown actually had more targets, had six targets uh, with four receptions for only 29 yards. So yeah, Devontae Smith, you're getting my dog of the week for not whining and complaining about your targets <laughs> and doing so much more with them Respect. than AJ Brown. That is fair. That's a great point, Riley. And I recall back to when Devontae Smith came in the league. You know, he's a small guy. So everyone thought he was going to just press him. Be just for plays yeah. around the line of scrimmage, screens, slants. Dude, he can catch balls downfield yeah. as good as anybody. He's yeah. good. Real he good. He could go up and get it against any corner. Man, Devontae Smith has it all. He's the complete package for a six foot, I don't know how many pounds he is, under 200 pound yeah. wide receiver. And that's really impressive. And, well, and only receiver in the league with the Heisman. Means something. Yeah. yeah. And he's uh he's kind of reminding me in flashes of the way we talked about Tyreek Hill. How Tyreek Hill's 5'10, not the biggest guy in the world, but he can go up and catch a ball. He can catch a ball downfield. Devontae Smith, not the elite level speed of Tyreek Hill, but dude's fast and fit and he's playing physical. He's playing bigger than he actually is. Yeah. And that's why he's your dog, right? Because he is like he's like you said, he's not complaining. He's really just trying to be an X factor in this offense. And when you got AJ Brown on the other side of the field. Eagles can be dangerous and Devonte Smith is dangerous and he's showing why he was so good in college and his game is translating really, really well to the NFL he's surgical. There's no wasted movements. I mean, yeah. 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 That, yeah. That just, just put so much fear in the defender. Cause anything he's doing, man, he's not wasting any time. He's getting straight to that ball. Get that catch point. It's, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. That's why it was my game of the week. Yeah. All right. Other side of the coin. We got the biggest letdowns of the week. We had our dogs. Now we got to talk about the biggest letdowns. All right. Who's kicking it off? I can go real quick. Oh, Jack. And this has to do with my game of the week. I picked commanders Broncos talked about how great the commanders play, but I didn't talk about how bad the Broncos play because I was <laughs> saving it for right now. Sean Payton coming to this team, man. We thought the Broncos were going to not turn it around to become a double digit win team, but definitely a competent team and a team that can win some games, maybe be 500. Well, so far through their first two games, which have been at home against sub-competition in the Raiders and the Commanders, they have lost. And they've both been pretty tight games, but they haven't been able to get it done. Russell Wilson looks a little bit better, but still doesn't look that good. They don't really have a running game. Javante's a little bit slow coming off that ACL. Samaj Pirine's not getting it done. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of out on this Broncos offense, I think, after I was optimistic of what it could be. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy also banged up. I just in the offensive line is suspect. I don't I don't like what I'm seeing from the Broncos offense and their defense isn't good enough to make them win against good teams. I think the Broncos 
probably are going to be closer to what they were last year than close to a playoff contender. Um, yeah, the defense has been very disappointing as, mm-hmm. with the offense. It's something we didn't expect. We just always expect the Broncos to have a good defense. But, uh, I mean, they haven't had Jerry Judy. He was on a limited snap count last week. Um, so I'm still interested to see where this goes because Russell Wilson has looked better. He's shown flashes of, uh, you know, having that great deep ball. He had that mm-hmm. great deep ball to Marvin Mims last game. And uh, with Judy, co- like, coming back in full strength because I think he is the one on that team. And uh, just, I don't know, they get, them getting more comfortable in the offense. Um, I'm not done with the Broncos yet is what I'm saying. And well, for what it's worth, they said they're going to remove some verbiage from the play calling. <laughs> I don't know what that so means. dumb it down? I guess so. That's what they said because Sean Payton was getting angry because they wouldn't get to the line quick enough. But I'm not done with them yet. Although them being in that division, what yells- their, their playoff hopes are super slim. But that doesn't mean, you know, they can't. That's, that's what I was going to get to. Dolphins, Chiefs oh. twice, Bills. You know, the Packers are tough Char- all in the next month. The Chargers, so, too. Yeah, and then the Chargers, of course, in the division. But as far as the next month, I don't – Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking at right at two and six at best-case scenario. Well, let me talk about a team – Justin, you say you're not quite done with the Broncos. Let me talk about a team that I'm done with. That's the Arizona Cardinals. I think we were done with them before the season even started. But this team got out to a 20-0 to zero lead against the New York Giants. The New York football Giants went six scoreless quarters 60 to, to start their NFL season. Six. Six scoreless quarters. And the Cardinals weren't able to hold on for our guy, Josh Dobbs. It, it, it was a very Shout tough Josh Dobbs. situation. It was a very tough situation there for Josh Dobbs getting that start, former Tennessee Vol, obviously. But, yeah, so biggest letdown, that Arizona Cardinals defense and just the Arizona Cardinals as a whole, obviously it's an A-plus tank job from Arizona trying to once again, looks like they're trying to get another great pick. I guess it's one of the biggest leads the Giants had come back from and since 1950, I think it was. The, yeah. the stat flashed on the screen. So pretty unbelievable work from Danny Dimes, but also Cardinals, not too impressive. The Cardinals are for sure taking those beautiful tank jobs. So, <laughs> so you can beat up on teams and then let loose of the get yeah. And in fact, yeah, it was 51 against yeah. the Chicago yeah. card. So yeah. it happened both times against the Cardinals, but Chicago obviously Cardinals. a different version of oh, pre-Super Bowl. Interesting, interesting. I'm going to go with a quarterback, though. Uh, you talked a little bit about the Raiders' subpar competition. And, yeah, part of the reason they are subpar competition is their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, man, a lot of people thought maybe Garoppolo comes in and, and is able to kind of stabilize the Raiders and uh, take them to some wins. But so far, the Raiders barely beat the Broncos, which are starting to look like frauds. And get absolutely swamped by the Bills. Um, what was that word? Swamped. Swamped. Love it. Absolutely. I've never heard that before. That's what happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, you get the point, though. Uh, Garoppolo, 16 to 24, one touchdown to two interceptions. Um, just couldn't get anything going. It, it was pretty ugly. And yeah, I think we're, we're pretty much set in on the fact that Garoppolo carried by the 49ers. Yeah, for sure. That scheme. And, uh, Oh, sorry. I'll just give Garoppolo a little break here. He had no running game. He had, I mean, I mean, yeah, they weren't moving the ball at all. Nine carries for negative two yards in this game. So for Josh Jacobs, I don't know. It feels like they're, they can get one dimensional quick, just one Mm. defense's game plan. And yeah, Garoppolo is not a guy who can overcome that. We talked about it too, that the bills were going to be out for blood and they, they really had to pay the price. And, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's kind of a system guy, kind of had to deal with that. He had to deal with all the repercussions of a mad Bills defense who just got beat. And 
The Bills defense Zach like Wilson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. talk about a team who had some motivation heading back home into Buffalo. So Jimmy Garoppolo had to deal with that. And he's not the guy you probably want leading your team against an upset division favorite in the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills Mafia would call him easy pickings. <laughs> and he definitely was that. Um my biggest letdown, man, I'm done with the Browns because because <laughs> there because number four, because Deshaun You're still on board. Because Deshaun Watson. Why am I done with the Browns? Well, Nick Chubb's knee is no longer with us. And Deshaun Watson just looks just just awful. I mean, all these throws are going in the dirt. He's completing fifty five percent of his passes. I tried to warn you. I said I said I'd, what was it with one about the interception? It was just so bad. Oh, yes. Week one pick was terrible. But I said Monday night to one of my friends, I'd rather have Josh Dobbs quarterbacking my NFL team right now than Deshaun Watson. Go ahead. So, yeah, I mean, after week one, I, I reserved hope. I mean, they smacked the Bengals. It was a rainy game. Hard to take too much from that game. And, you know, just in my head, I was thinking, all right, this is Nick Chubb's offense. Um, the passing game is going to be built off play action. Deshaun Watson is going to get a lot of open looks where, um, which he didn't get in Houston, you know, a lot of stuff he had to make on his own. And I thought, you know, he could, he could ball in this, in this system, you know, just be an efficient uh, point guard, uh, so to speak, but good on paper. Good, yeah. But with Nick Chubb gone, I, I just, it, it's just not any there. It's just not there anymore. He's going to have to carry more weight and he's, to me, he's just unable to do that at this point in his career. Yeah. He's just slow. That's yeah. the thing. The and, way he runs, he's slow. <laughs> he's legitimately not fast. And he used to be very quick. He, it takes him forever to get a first down. And, yeah, he's not very accurate. He's indecisive. He holds on to the ball for way too long. A pick and a fumble last game that both yeah, went he for can't, Yes. He doesn't have good ball it's security so at all. Sloppy. It's so sloppy. It's so sloppy. Unpolished. I, the ref last game, too. Yeah, and the two face masks? Like, what are we doing? Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm definitely with you out on Deshaun Watson. I'm out on the Browns completely, yes. And the way they lost to the Steelers, just self-inflicted wounds because it's so sad that the Browns' defense is that good. Right. But their offense is going to be that bad. Steelers didn't have a play inside uh, the Browns' 30. No. And they won. They won that game. <laughs> That's insane. Two defensive oh, touchdowns. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's just the Jets and the Browns. You see both Monday night injuries. You have two top-tier NFL defenses in the Jets and the Browns, and both teams are now going to struggle because Aaron Rodgers would have elevated that offense. And like you said, Justin, the Browns' offense runs through Chubb. Yeah. It runs through Chubb, and now that he's down, I don't see this Browns' offense being that effective. And the thing is, it's not supposed to. You got a $250 million quarterback. The offense yeah, is supposed to run through Absolutely. Him, but he's a bona fide scrub now. I agree. He can't I, play. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, honestly, guys, Josh Dobbs or Deshaun Watson? Dobbs looks better. Dobbs, 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 Dobbs looks better on Sunday. I'm taking Josh Dobbs. Deshaun Watson is the 31st no. best quarterback right now. And they trade Only him. ahead of Zach Wilson. Traded him. That's my opinion. Only ahead of Zach Wilson. He was absolutely elite in Houston all that time off. He has not looked polished since. Was, End of last year, it looked terrible. And a, now it's even worse. There's a me- big mental hurdle to get past, obviously, for you know all the stuff he did. And I just don't think he's going to get over that. I don't think he will. Is. And I've been following him since his college days. He's a completely different guy. Like, he looks different. He looks, like, way older. Like, the stress is weight on him, I guess. It aged the way, him. The way he talks, yeah. he's almost as if he has this tone that someone's out to get him or he's just on edge all yeah, the time. Probably because there are people and out to get him. Th- yeah. You know what that is? A bad leader. So the Browns aren't going to be willing to play for him on offense. And I could see this crumbling quickly. That's a great point. And if they can find a way to win close games, put DTR in. That kid can play. 
how long before Elijah Moore requests a trade? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, poor guy. He goes from Zach Wilson to Deshaun yeah, Watson. Yeah, I was talking about catchable targets. He probably has like a, the lowest percentage <laughs> of catchable targets. All those balls going in the dirt. I, I, but also, I said this at the beginning of the year. I want DTR to play. I said that at the beginning of the year. Oh, I want to yeah, see it now. You did for sure. Now that Chubb's gone, and if Watson continues to struggle, I would not be surprised if that's the direction they go. Just crazy. He's a baller. I loved what he did in the preseason. I hope he gets some more time in the regular season. Now, moving on to some surprising storylines. Watson kind of is one of those, but also not for me. I expected it. Uh, (laughs) We'll go with some surprising storylines. Anything you guys want to touch on from week two that are surprising? Yeah, something that jumps out at me is the teams that have started 0-2, those teams specifically being the Chargers and the Bengals, two of the AFC teams that – most people would have thought would be in the front seat to making the playoffs. And now they're on the outside looking in just because of their start. And not only that, obviously Joe Burrow dealing with an injury in Cincinnati, that's going to be a tricky situation for them to get through because he, he is Jack talked about a leader in Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, not being that Joe Burrow is that leader. And when your leader's not on the field, it's very difficult to win football games in this league against anybody and then obviously the chargers had two of the toughest games to start the nfl season playing against miami going toe-to-toe with miami and then playing against tennessee and going to overtime and then getting beat again so very interesting dynamic there for two of the two of the better teams we thought would take that step to great that started on two yeah and of course i I feel like the Bengals is more reasonable because the injury Mm -hmm. and that he popped the calf again but he actually said Tuesday he felt yeah you didn't know that no, no, I know that. I would say the opposite. Okay, no, just let me finish my yeah, point. Yeah. But yeah, he popped the calf. Of course, he's been dealing with the injury. The Ravens are really good. And week Ravens one, he's always good. bad at Cleveland, bad weather. So I feel like the Bengals is more understandable that they started 0-2. I do expect them to bounce back. Joe Burrow said he felt fine on Tuesday, has a chance at playing Monday night hey, against the Rams. That's huge. And you don't want to start 0-3 because since 2002, 99 teams have started 0-3. Big fat zero have made the playoffs. So can't do that. Those first two games are divisional losses too. Yes, exactly. But when you look at the Chargers at home against Miami, you're comparable to them. Kind of supposed to win that game. Oh, absolutely. I think they were favored maybe a point. Um, I'm pretty sure they were a home favorite. And then you go to Tennessee, which is a team, yeah, around 500. But the Chargers are supposed to be better than that. They're supposed to overcome that and beat that Tennessee team. So their 0-2 start is more discouraging to me. And I'm worried about them being able to get over the hump in a tough AFC. Yeah, I don't know if I agree. I I would say... I think the Chargers' 0-2 start is a little more understandable. I think the Titans are one of those teams we talked about it at the beginning of the season. Could be dark horse to to get into the playoffs just because of the type of team they are and the and how Mike Vrabel is able to will these teams and, and game plan for these teams to get them to win games that they're not supposed to win. That's what the Titans do is they win games they're not supposed to win. And then uh, on the other side of that, it was the uh, Miami Dolphins and. We know what the Miami Dolphins are. They're going to be great. They're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC because of how explosive their offense is. Uh, I, I don't I don't see how the Chargers losing those two games are, are a bigger worry than having Joe Burrow, who's not obviously not Plus, playing at 100%. It's because they've been at full health, and Justin Herbert, Brian Staley continue to not win close games. Well, I think also you can compare preseason the Chargers to the Dolphins. It's like which one of these teams is going to yeah. take the step in week one. Immediately we see the Dolphins take a step and the Chargers didn't match or they didn't win that football game. I don't know if the Dolphins had to take a step, though. That's what I'm saying. I think, but I think in the no, past, step, in the last the several step. years, they've they've taken a bigger step. The step yeah. was to stays healthy. 
that's the only step that the Dolphins really needed to make from I mean, last two, year. So is it Herbert supposed to be better? to Los Angeles last year. I mean, sure. Sunday Night Football. Yeah, sure, but again, that, that just, just tells you that yeah, it's no, one of those. Right, to take a step to compete with the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals of the world. You know, the Chargers and Dolphins were on a different tier. No one was arguing that oh, they were. It was a clear top three. The Jaguars, same thing as Chargers, Dolphins, right? Yep, yes. yes. The next, next three. Oh, yeah. And it feels like the Dolphins are clearly ahead of L.A. right now. And you, if you're a Chargers fan, you'd hope that that was reversed. Meanwhile, the Bengals, they've had to deal with injuries and just two tough opponents. You know, There's another thing, though. As long as Brandon Staley's there, it's another thing that's just kind of expected. Yeah, yeah. that goes into expected. it. Big coach they can't win close games. I mean, their point differential is five right now, minus five. And they've lost their own two. Hey, you see what he said, though? It's not just, it's not because Jacksonville. Not Jacksonville. You see that interview? Oh, yes. He kept saying it's not Jacksonville. Like, not dude, Jacksonville. it's clearly Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, that's clearly still. Get out of town, bro. The Chargers should have fired him and hired Sean Payton. Like, come oh, on. Yeah. It was the easiest call ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other surprising storylines we want to touch on? Uh, We talked about the Rams a lot. I just want to reiterate. Um, Yeah, we just didn't expect much from them coming in. Stafford's look great. I talked about the, the catchable uh, passes he's um, – They've gone Puka's way, and yeah, he just kind of reminds you of that quarterback that won the Super Bowl. I mean, and you think you get a little excited, you know, when you think about Cups coming back, the defense. You know, I, I can't name too many of the players outside of Aaron Donald, but they're they're holding their own, honestly. <laughs> hey, good teams win, but great teams cover, and the Rams cover. They cover. So that was wild. <laughs> that was hilarious. First of all, McVay's that was wild. Point differential at the end of the season. Yes, it's for point differential at the end of the season, getting three more points. Like, to yeah, match buddy. the spread. They're a wild card team, so. I will say, looking into this next week is very interesting in the case of the LA Rams because they're going to Cincinnati. For both teams, I think this game matters a lot for the for just the outside view. If the Rams win this game, they're 2-1 and one and they look legit. If the Bengals lose this game, they're 0-3 and, and Jack already them. gave the stat. Right. But then Bengals win, it's like, okay, are the Rams really that good? So I, I love this Monday night game. And again, we've seen a curse of Monday night. I'm just hoping it doesn't happen again with one of these studs on the Rams and the Bengals. Well, there's two of them again next week. Yeah, and I'll give one quick thought since you kind of talked about week three a little bit. Yeah. On the flip side of, you know, Chargers and Bengals starting going two, Commanders, Bucks are 2-0. You know, it seems we didn't see going 2-0, but now they get a true test. Bucks played Eagles, Commanders played the Bills, as Griffin said earlier, so we'll see who the pretenders are. I feel like they both are, and I feel like they'll both lose that game, but if they stay close, then maybe they'll be alright. Alright. We'll move into our week three picks, not game picks yet. First, we're going to do our fantasy starts and sits. Um, I'll start with uh, George Pickens at Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. That Las Vegas defense just does not look good. It's cheese. It's the, yeah, it's the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to give it to Pickens. He's looking more and more like uh, Kenny Pickett's guy. And I'm going to say sit Zach Moss at Baltimore. Zach Moss had a pretty good game uh, last week. Uh, Griffin touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, great game from him, you know, really coming over and being that guy for the, for the Colts, but against Baltimore, don't love the matchup. So mm -hmm. uh, easy call. All right. I'll go next. Um, we didn't talk about it, but that Texans Colts game, man, Texans receivers piled up the stats and that's what fantasy is all about. CJ Stroud threw for almost 400 yards, by the way, I think he's like the first quarterback or he's, yeah, he's the first quarterback ever from Ohio state to throw for 300 yards in a game. This includes you're Justin Fields, who hasn't done it in three years in the NFL. <laughs> oh, we're 28. Say he's 20, good. Yeah, I will say that the Texans, the Texans had a lot of stat padding and garbage time. A lot of that, a lot of those yards were like in end of the third, fourth quarter. CJ Stroud was just kind of airing it out. Poor guy got sacked six well, times. 
Yeah, against the Colts. That's fair. Yikes. Also go back to week one, though, and Calvin Ridley torched Indy. So I'm going to go with Zay Flowers, who I think is the top target in Baltimore's offense right now. Mm-hmm. I like him. And the Indy's run defense pretty good. Held it's Danny not Pierce. No, it's not. Travis Etienne didn't go crazy or anything. So if they can't run the ball as well as they you know, can a lot of times, then I think Zay Flowers will be have a good game. And then Jerome Ford is my sit. I like him in a season-long approach as the Browns starter since they're a ground-and-pound team. But against the Titans, no bueno. Can't run them tight. Yeah. No, Titans got a great front seven, and as does Andy. So love the Zay Flowers pick because I think he's going to keep eating. My picks, I like to sit James Conner against the Cowboys defense. Obviously played pretty well against the – was it Commanders? Last week? Oh, no. Was, Arizona uh, played was, New York. Yeah, Giants. It was Giants, Giants, Giants. Yeah, he played great against the Giants, but now he's got to deal with the Cowboys and all those boys. So – Terrible start there. I like starting Puka Nakua if you haven't already. Go get him off the waivers. He's probably already off. Oh, yeah. And he probably sat on all of your benches this week because you're like, oh, yep. no way he'll no way he'll do the same thing again. Well, he did. And now you need to start him. I you need it. to start him. I did it. And hey, guess what? He's in my starting lineup. Yeah, this week. He should be, sure. so start Puka Nakua. That's what I got. Pair with Tutu Justin. As well. Um Josh Kelly, uh, that's my starter this week. He had 79% of the snaps last week against the Titans. Didn't do well, but you can't run on the Titans. Eckler didn't practice today. He's still dealing with that ankle, ankle injury. And they play the Vikings this week, who we just saw Swift have 175 yards on. So I'm going to go with Josh Kelly and sit. Um, there's a lot of uh, running back injuries. You might be desperate. You might say, oh, I want to play Matt Breida. Don't do it. I think this game is going to look a lot like the Cowboys and the Giants game from week one, and uh, she's not going to get much from uh, the running back room. Plus, they you don't know if it's for sure Matt Breida. It could be Gary Brightwell, too. So sit with Matt Breida. All right. It's time. It's that time. We pick every game of week three. Let's quickly check how we did last week. Mm. Last mm. week, Jack, on his game picks, 12-4. and four. Woo! Dang, Jack. <laughs> I didn't know I did that well. That's great. Hey. Griffin on his game picks. 12 and 4. Oh, that's big time. Justin, 10 and 6. Dang. So y'all got a leg up on me. One, it could be wrecked. One game. Game. 13 and 3. <laughs> False. No way. The commanders. No way. See, the commanders. The commanders. Roll the tape, please. The I commanders. Just to pick the Titans and go 10 and 6. Yet you because picked he also, so picked, he also picked, picked. He tried to be a solo dog on like Carolina. He picked, picked uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. You, must have, you must have picked the Falcons with me. I was just trying to separate. I, I did pick the Falcons. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I picked Washington. You did not. You so, what, what was my good pick? Do you know? Do you have it off the top of your Your good pick? Great Baltimore right? over Cincy. Oh, yeah. Easy money. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Baltimore over Cincy. That was your good pick. Dang, All right. Dang, man. And for our uh play or our line, our bets. Locks. Jack, yeah, our our locks. Jack four and two. Justin two and four. And uh, we're not even gonna talk about mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh and six. <laughs> Bagled yet again. Hey, who's in the lead for picks now? In the lead Overall. for picks. I have not done the math. Riley's up. Riley's up two games because he was eight and eight. Now he's 13 and three. Jack and I are back one game because we were both seven and nine. Justin was eight and eight the first week. So he's one game back from us. So Riley up two games on me and Jack and then Justin uh, bringing up the rear, but not too far behind. Great. I would say great week two from the squad. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah no, that was really great. Yeah, that Hello. Was good. Yeah. That was good. A couple pats on the back. Hey, a couple pats on the back. Hey. All right. Let's make some picks. Amen. All right, we're going to kick it off. Thursday night football, the Giants are going to the Bay to take on the 49ers. Who we got? Man, poor Daniel Jones. Yeah, poor feel God. bad for the guy. Poor guy. Score, please. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Saquon. Man, this is, is going to be a route. Yeah. Give me Niners man. by a lot. Yeah, give me I, Niners. I'm feeling sure. I'm feeling the brooms. It's only minus 10. Sweep. San Fran. Let's go and take it. In the NFL, double digit spread. That's a lot. Yeah. It's not the, the, it's not the highest of the week, though. Cardinals and Cowboys. All right. Next game, Indy going to Baltimore. Who we got? Baltimore. Yeah, Ravens. Yeah, give me the uh, Ravens. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little competitive, though. They've been, Colts have been playing well. Yeah, I'll take Colts in the points if AR plays for sure. Seven and a half. They'll cover that with AR. Really? Yeah. Even I don't know if he's, he's I don't know if he's, he's gonna play though. Tall, People in Minshew, maybe. You know, they could cover that. So uh, definitely not a lot. Definitely Minshew, like this. Minshew did look good. Yeah. It'll be pretty close. Minshew wasn't bad, but the Texans defense is not great. And I like the Ravens starting. I think now. the Ravens put it all together this week and win big. Yeah. That's gonna be a sweep for the Baltimore Ravens. Next up, we got another AFC South team, Tennessee, going to Cleveland with no Nick Chubb. Titans. Yeah, I'm surprised the Browns are three and a half fades. Me too. I'm gonna go Tennessee. I like the I like the Titans. I do. Oh Lord, that's another sweep. That, that's one we'll get wrong. Yeah. yeah, the line tells you you should pick. That them. means Watson has a good game though. They yeah. know something we don't know. Yeah, here goes Jack reading. Well, it could be like to Vegas. it could be like seventeen to ten. You know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that defense is. If they get a couple short in the dog fields, pound, yeah, Nick Folk better be ready. I just if and Cooper's still not practicing, so he's not hundred percent yet. Interesting one. Atlanta going to Detroit. Who we got? Going to Atlanta. Um, mm. No Montgomery this week. Um, he's out for a while. And Amon Ra just got uh, picked up an injury. Forget what it was. But either way, give me Atlanta. Yeah, it's turf toe. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Atlanta doesn't start 3-0. No. And they don't beat Detroit. I'm taking a week by week. I'm not thinking. And I like Atlanta. Yeah, you just got to think, like, the Lions really going to go 1-2, Atlanta's really going to go 3-0. You just don't see that. I'm thinking about 1-0 this week. Give me Lions. I, I like Dan Campbell coming back. Big win this week. This one's tough for me. I think I'm going to go I think we go to Detroit just for the sole purpose of Jameer Gibbs is going to get more touches, and that means they're going to be more explosive. Um, New Orleans and Green Bay. Yeah, this is tough. I'm I like sorry, the I like uh, the Packers. I like the Packers coming back and getting this one done. Yeah, me too. I haven't been impressed with Nola. Give I'm going Packers back. as well. Oh God, that's going. Oh, that one's going to bite us. That's a sweep well, for the Green Bay Packers. It's in Lambo. Take a chance, okay. Riley. Come on. You got to like hello. <laughs> I took my chance. With Don't bet on Derek Carr. Bet on Rashad. That, that is true. That is true. You did take a good chance. All right, um, Houston and Jacksonville. Ugh. Oh, Jacksonville. Should be Jacksonville, yeah. Yeah, Jackson. Houston hasn't been competitive this first two weeks. That's going to be a sweep and I, I the do, Jags. I do think the Texans will win a divisional game. Just don't think it's going to be this one. No. Yeah. Um, Denver taking on the Miami Dolphins. There's no way Denver. I just, no, there's no way Denver wins this game. Miami. Yeah. I can see a world where the Broncos begin to be competitive. Don't think it's week three. Give me the fence. Yeah, they could cover the six and a half spread, but yeah. No way. Sweep the chance. I'm taking Miami. I'm taking my boys down on South Beach. Buffalo, Washington. Yeah, Bills roll. Washington suffers their first loss. Yeah, give me the Bills. Bills. Sweep Dang. for the Bills. Um, But also, yeah, it's, it's kind of like Jack was saying earlier. Do you really see... The commanders going three and zero, and the Bills no. going yeah, one and two. Yeah. No. Um, Carolina and Seattle. 
Tough week one for the Seahawks. I like them going two and one, beating the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Carolina has a lot to work on. Take Seattle. Rookie in that loud Seattle stadium. Give me Seattle. Yeah, I didn't like what I saw last week from Carolina. I'm going with a sweep for Seattle. Yeah, Bryce Young injured his ankle too. All right, Dallas and Arizona. Cowboys. Cowboys. Lord. This is... They look good. On the Cardinals, we obviously know where their heads at. We're like, this would be the upset of. It's tricky because all these lines are pretty close, but we're all sweeping. Yeah. Yeah. That's, this that is, doesn't bode well. We're, we're gonna get, I feel like there's going to be like two or three that'll just. We're going to live and die together on this week, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chicago and Kansas City. Yeah. I wonder how this one's going. Did, did Justin Lone Wolf Atlanta? Last week? No. no this, week. this week. You took him too? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. He, no, he did. Though. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah, there's separation. All right, give us the Chiefs. Chiefs. Jack? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Chiefs sweep. Um, And now we go to the, our primetime game, Sunday night football. Pittsburgh is taking on Las Vegas. Maybe the first interesting Wait, matchup. Wait, did you do Chargers, Minnesota? You missed Patriots, Jets as well. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess I did. Wow. Oh, um, yeah. Patriots, Jets, yeah, yeah, Chargers. All right, you said Jets, Chargers. Jets, Oh, well, Chargers, hey, Chargers, Vikings. Yeah, Jets, Pats, Chargers, Vikings. Jets, Pats, Chargers, Vikings. Who's taking who? Who's taking on who? <clears throat> Chargers are playing the Vikings yeah. in Minnesota. Chargers, all right. Patriots in New York. Patriots are in New York. Y'all said those all out of order. All right. No, we didn't. Jack. <laughs> Patriots taking on the Jets. The thing about it is, these are the hardest two games of the week to pick. Ugh. Ugh. Agreed. I and we'll get I'm there. I'm taking New England. They're going to dominate last scrimmage. Yeah, I like the Patriots, and I would have liked one of these games to be the Sunday night game. I don't love the fact that game's gonna, the Raiders and Steelers. Patriots game is going to be ugly. Uh, Bill right. Belichick against Zach Wilson though is just that sounds like a win for the Patriots. Yeah, I, I'm off the you. You know me. I'm not. I'm. I'm the anti Zach Wilson faction over here. Give me New England. Is that a sweep? Sweep. Yeah. Sweep. All right, and then we got – you said game. it was the Chargers in Minnesota? Correct. Ooh. I'm using my Jack Foster knowledge or – It's a pick Perspective here. Can the Chargers really start 0-3? No. Charge them up. Give them the Chargers. Can the Vikings start? Yeah, I feel like the Vikings <laughs> are less – or farther down than L.A., so I'll take the Chargers, yeah. but not comfortably. Both of these offenses looked amazing. Um, both defenses look terrible, but I'm just gonna take Justin Herbert over Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's tough, man. It is tough. Char- Minnesota's good at home too. You're yeah. trying to convince me to take Minnesota. They're one point dogs, home dogs. Okay, yeah, give me Herbo. Hey, over under is fifty-four. Sweep. Sweep. Sunday night football. We got Pittsburgh taking on Las Vegas. Actually, going to get to the primetime games now because I accidentally skipped a couple of games. Um, yeah, who we got? Uh, Steelers. The Raiders are two and a half point favorites. I'm going to take Vegas. I'm going to go with. So you're saying Las Vegas? Just on that reason. I'm going to go with Raiders. Oh, all right. We're split down the middle on this Let's one. I'm, I'm going. Getting, getting we got to get some variants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it took us a long time to get some variants in our picks, but yeah. Um, we're gonna go split down the middle on that one. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Next up, Monday night, another double Monday night. Which which game's gonna have you know somebody in their career? Hey, hey, 
Let's good juju. Let's especially there's some there's some dogs playing on Monday night. Yeah. Please keep know. them out. Puka Nakua suffered an injury. Philly and Tampa Bay. Keep two two out. Well, Philly. Philly. Yeah, I like the Eagles to continue to roll. Eagles. Baker Mayfield looks like Baker this game. Pretender. Yeah, I'm going with Philly. Um, yeah, Baker is a pretender. I'm also that's another quarterback. I'm a I'm a hater of. We're gonna sweep for the Philadelphia Eagles. Final Monday night game. All right, we got the Rams going to Cincinnati to take on Burrow and the Bengals. We got. I'm really looking forward to this game. Me too. Really looking See, forward to this game. This is the thing, man. If Burrow doesn't play, I'm gonna take LA. But if Burrow plays, I'm taking Cincy. There is no way Burrow's starting out. Do you think he's playing? That's, I don't know. It's like a, you if he doesn't one. play, I like Sean McVay yes. every day of the week. I'm taking Rams no matter what. Mm. I think Matt Stafford. Can, can we have an asterisk on it? No. No. What? Call your stock. Totally. Dude, come on. We didn't have the asterisk last year. You did. You we did it. We did like in two games, maybe. This this you should do it for because he's literally one of the best players in the league. Okay, I hope he plays then. So if Burrow plays, I'll, I'll take Bengals. I'll take the Bengals. I'm Rams no matter what. All right. Let me just Big put two, the, two well game. Let me just put it. Star. What's the what's the record for three games in receptions? Burrow. Puka, Puka's gonna chase it down. Puka, yeah. That's Puka. <laughs> On or off. Okay. I'll put the I'll put the, <laughs> the um uh, the little asterisk in. What'd you say, Riley? What'd you pick? Did you pick uh, Burrow? Yeah, I'm taking. Nah, I'll take Burrow. No matter what. Or are you doing? Are you taking Jake I'm Brown? Taking, I'm taking fighting Bengals. I'm taking Burrow. Okay, so you're with us. I'm Tommy. Yes. Yeah, nice. If we're doing that, I'm taking Burrow. All um. Right. All right. Now for the bet segment, Jack, who you got? Yeah, so my locks this week are Titans plus three and a half, so they win. So that line scares me a little bit, but I'm going to take Tennessee. Over on the Patrick Mahomes prop of 285 and a half yards, Chicago's defense is horrible. So I think this is the coming out party for Mahomes-Kelsey in 2023. They dominate and Chiefs roll. And then I'm going to take Eagles minus four and a half in prime time. Tampa Bay should be good weather. This is a spot the Eagles dominate in. You said four and a half? Yep. Okay. Justin? Um, I'm gonna take uh give me Sam Howell over 220 and a half passing yards. They're gonna be down most of that game. They're gonna have to pass and they have the weapons to you do said it. Over two hundred and twenty? Yeah, and a half. So he's gotta get two twenty. Yeah. Um Ravens minus seven and a half versus the Colts. Um you just talked about the Cades KC putting all together this game. I think the Ravens put it all together okay, this game. That's fair. that's fair. And then Titans plus three and a half. The game's gonna be a close game no matter what. Um and I'll if it's close, I'm picking the Titans. I, I think they'll win outright, but I like that line a lot. All right. I'm going to go, once again, three player props. They bit me so far, but I've been going with the overs. I'm taking, some, <laughs> I'm taking a couple of unders. Still go. taking one over. I'm taking some unders. Danny Jones, under 256.6 all-purpose yards. Okay. Purdy, 1.5. Oh, no, this is over. Uh, I'm, a, I'm taking Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns. touchdowns. Love that. Um, and then I'm going to take Herbert over 296 and a half yards through the air. Mm, nice. All right. That's, that's, that's it. That's our bets for, for week three. Yeah. Best of luck. You three. Yeah. We're going to need it. I need it. Let's Good go. Lord, I need it. Um, hey, by the way, 
what a week too. Offense, offense, offense. Bounce back, yeah. Everywhere. It was amazing. And that's what we talked about, right? Justin was like, give me the touchdowns. Give me the touchdowns. We got, got the him. touchdowns. Got exciting so let's Good. let's continue to now roll. Let's get the touchdowns at the injuries. And, and let's up. see that separation, Man. right? We talk about yeah. the first two weeks. So is is there some imposters in the in the lobby? We'll see. We'll have to see. <laughs> and we get to see the Super Bowl favorites under uh, the microscope on Thursday night. Let's kick it off. Why do we got Dion in the room with us? Jack just put some sunglasses on. Prime just Prime just hey. sat down at the cover four table. It's personal. <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode of the Cover Four podcast. We'll be right back here next week with some more NFL action. That's it for this week. For Jack, for Griffin, for Justin, I'm Riley. We appreciate you for watching. Catch you next week.